0: Maar ik
1: wil echt dat we onze hart hiervoor gaan Pastor
0: openen. Pastor Phil has to me.
1: En Pastor Phil heeft Robert Morris aan mij aanbevolen.
0: They know each other.
1: Ze kennen elkaar.
0: En hij uh, he was going to have him in his church, but got double booked. Um, so he couldn't make it on that weekend.
1: En hij zou eigenlijk bij hun in de kerk gaan spreken. Maar hij was twee keer geboekt, dus dat kon hij helaas
0: niet. He was preaching in one of our outreach churches in Hillsong.
1: Hij sprak in een van onze outreach kerken, and, genaamd Hillsong.
0: And so, uh, this actually is a recording of his preaching from Hillsong which he would have preached in our church in Sydney if he had got there.
1: So this is a video up, uh, in Hillsong so let's, let's
0: welcome Pastor Robert Morris right now as he so comes let's to preach. We
1: Pastor Robert Morris verwelkomen All right,
2: turn to Exodus chapter 13, please. Exodus chapter 13. I want to show you A principle that runs all through the Bible, I can actually show it to you in Genesis and all the way to Revelation, but we're going to just highlight it beginning in Exodus 13. But this is a principle that has brought probably more freedom to my life uh, since becoming a Christian and being filled with the Spirit than any truth that I've ever seen in Scripture. And it's called the principle of first. The principle of first. And it's about putting God first In every area of your life, but specifically in one area. And according to Jesus, when God is first in this area, he'll be first in every area. According to Jesus. So I want to show you this principle, Exodus chapter 13. uh, Let's begin in verse 1. Exodus 13 verse, verse 1 says, Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Consecrate, that means to set aside, consecrate to me all the firstborn.'" Whatever opens the womb among the children of Israel, both a man and beast, it is mine. Now I, I wish I could really uh, exegete this little Hebrew phrase for you, it is mine. It's only in the Old Testament a few times. It refers to three areas, which we're going to talk about all three of those areas today, but it literally means it belongs to me. It, it, is, it is mine. It just means that exact, exactly that. It is mine. It, it belongs to me. That's very, very important to understand that. When he, As he talks about the firstborn, he says, it belongs to me. It's mine. And then look down at verses 12 and 13. You shall set apart to the Lord all that open the womb. That is, every firstborn that comes from an animal which you have, the males, shall be the Lord's. Now, it's not the exact same Hebrew phrase, but it has the same root to this. In other words, belongs to to the Lord. But every firstborn of a donkey, you shall redeem with a lamb. And if you will not redeem it, then you shall break its neck. In other words, you're going to lose it anyway. And all the firstborn of of, of man among your sons, you shall redeem. Okay. Now, I have three points today. If you're taking notes, I want you to write these down. If you're not taking notes, write these down. Uh, These are the three points. Number one, the firstborn... Must be sacrificed or redeemed. The firstborn must be sacrificed or redeemed. Now that's what we just read. But how do you know which to do? How do you know whether you sacrifice it or how do you know if you redeem it? Well, he gives. Two animals that represent two classifications of animals. He he talks about a lamb and a donkey. A lamb represents clean animals. A donkey represents unclean animals. And so here's what he says. If you have a, a, if your clean animal has a firstborn, it must be sacrificed. If your unclean animal has a firstborn, it must be redeemed with the sacrifice of a clean. Now... What in the world does that have to do with us? Well, let me, first of all, say something to you. Everything in this book points to Jesus. Somehow, everything points to Jesus. And so let me show you the fulfillment of of, of what we just read, all right? Remember, if the animal is clean, it must be sacrificed. If it's unclean, it must be redeemed with the sacrifice of a clean. Okay, let me, let me ask you a couple of questions and show you how this relates to us. And, and I think you're really, I think it's just going to just blow your mind in a moment when you see this, all right? Uh, here are a couple of questions. Number one, were you and I born, and I'm talking about our spiritual condition, were you and I born clean or unclean spiritually? Unclean. We were born in sin. We all have a bent Toward sin is what the Bible says. Now, I, I can just prove it to you, as a matter of fact. Let me ask the experts here, the parents. Did you have to teach your children to be bad? <laughs> or did it come naturally for them? It comes naturally for them to be bad, right? What, what do we have to do? We have to teach them to be good, right? That's because we're all born with a sin nature. So we were all born unclean. Okay, here's the second question. Was Jesus (laughs) born unclean or clean? Clean. Okay, listen. Here's what we just read. The clean had to be sacrificed so the unclean could be redeemed. That's what we just read. That's what that represents. And what's amazing to me is the giving the first to God, and we're going to get to this, represents actually our tithe. And this is why it it just so hurts me when people talk negatively about the tithe because I know they don't understand. I want to share something with you about the tithe maybe you've never thought of, Jesus is God's tithe. Because see, we give the tithe first. Here's what he said, when you have, when your animal has a firstborn, you give me the first one and the first one redeems the rest. He didn't say, wait until your sheep has 10 lambs and then give me the one that, that you don't like that keeps getting in your garden. He said, give me the first one before you have the other nine. Abraham, uh, God asked Abraham for Isaac before he had any more. It took faith. It takes faith to give the first one. That's what tithing is all about. You don't pay all your bills and then tithe. That doesn't take any faith. It takes faith to give the first 10%. And so many people don't realize this because the Bible actually calls Jesus God's firstborn. And it calls him the, his first, the first fruits, which we're going to talk about that in just a moment. So, here's what I want you to know. God gave Jesus first. That's just like tithing. God didn't wait to see if we would straighten up and believe. God gave Jesus while we were still spitting on him and mocking him and nailing him to a cross. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So, so, so it just it hurts, it hurts my heart when people talk negatively about the tithe because what they don't understand is they're talking about Jesus. Jesus is God's tithe. He gave, he gave, Romans says it this way. He gave Jesus in hope. And that word hope is actually the same word we translate faith. He gave Jesus in faith. God was hoping that we would accept him. But he didn't wait to see. And that's what tithing is. We don't wait to see if we're blessed. We give tithe, we give the tithe first. It's the first 10%. So, the, the firstborn must be sacrificed or redeemed. I, I have to tell you, when my daughter was dating the man that you saw as, as her husband, a great young man, um, fantastic, he's on our staff and our young adults. he graduated from ORU, he's just a great young man, but when she was dating him, they were standing around in a group of about seven or eight young adults at our young adult service talking, and one of them jokingly said, you know, your, do- your, your dad is so strong on tithing, they said this to my daughter, They said, uh, I'll bet he even checks the tithing records of the guys that want to date you. And my daughter said, he does. And I did. Well, let me ask you just a very simple question. You have to understand that I believe the Bible. I believe Malachi says that when you take the tithe, you're robbing God. Okay, I can't write that off. That's in the Bible. Okay, so let me ask you a very simple question then. From my perspective, since I believe that verse, why would I give my daughter to a thief? Jesus said, if you can't handle money, you can't handle true riches. And buddy, my daughter's true riches. And if you can't handle money, let me just tell you this, you definitely can't handle her because she is a handful. (laughs) Listen, the Bible says that when we tithe, God opens the windows of heaven and pours out such blessing us, there's not room enough to receive it. You realize that tithing is the only, it is the only, I challenge you, I've read through the Bible hundreds of times, I challenge you to find this if it's not true. It's the only area in your Christian walk where you can test God. It's the only place where God actually says, test me. Test me and see if I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour out such blessing there will not be room enough to receive it. And, and it's like, if you call right now, (laughs) and I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. Do you know the number one reason people tell me that they don't tithe? Number one, here's what they say. Pastor, I know I should, I know that, but I can't afford to tithe. Can I, can I tell you something, as a guy has been pastoring now over 30-something years, can I tell you, you will never be able to afford to tithe until you tithe. Because tithing is what breaks the curse and rebukes the devourer. I have told our whole church, I've told our whole church on several occasions, I've said, you tithe for one year. And if you are not fully satisfied at the end of that year, I'll give you your money back. I told our whole church that. Now, why could I do that? Because I'm, it's the Bible. God can't lie. God can't lie. He said, if you do this, this is what I'll do. Okay, so I'll tell you, I'll tell you, you tied for one year. If you're not fully satisfied at the end of that year, Pastor Brian will give you your money back. <laughs> I'm sorry, Pastor Brian, uh, Thank you so much for having me. This is the last time that I'll be speaking at Hillsong Church. Okay, all right. The firstborn must be sacrificed or redeemed. Here's here's number two. The first fruits must be offered. The first fruits must be offered. Proverbs three verses nine and ten. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty there there's the scripture there's the verse again the promise again and your vats will overflow with new wine Exodus 23 verse 19 the first of your first fruits he just wants you to make make you understand it's first the first of the first fruits of your lamb now watch this is very this is very important you shall bring notice the word bring into the house of the Lord your God. Well, a couple things I want you to notice. First of all, the tithe doesn't go to Christian ministries or to television ministries or things like that, although I believe in all of those outreaches, but the tithe gets to be brought into the house of the Lord. And that the Bible backs that up, and that's not, not just a scripture, many, many scriptures. Uh, but I want you to notice also the word bring. God never uses the word give when he talks about tithing. He always uses the word bring because you can't give what doesn't belong to you. You can only bring it into the house of God. Well, think about this, this principle of, of the first. Why did God say, bring all of the silver and gold from Jericho into the house of the Lord? Why, why didn't he say 10%? Why did he say, bring all of the silver and gold from Jericho into the house of the Lord? It's very simple. Jericho was the first city. What he was saying was, if you'll bring me the first, the rest will be blessed. This Again, this principle is all through Scripture. When I was in college, one of the students asked one of the professors, Why did God accept Abel's offering and he didn't accept Cain's? And the professor said, You know, I really don't know. And um, later, as I began to read through the Bible and continue to see this principle, it, it, it just jumped out at me. It, it's, it's, it's simple. And matter of fact, you'll see it too. When you understand the firstborn belongs to God and first fruits belong to God, watch how easy this is to see why God accepted Abel's offering and he didn't accept Cain's. Genesis chapter 4, verses 3 through 5. And in the process of time, now that wording is very important. In the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Notice it does not say first fruit. Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. And the Lord respected, or this word means received, Abel and his offering, but he did not respect, he did not receive Cain and his offering. You see how how easy it is to understand? Cain is a farmer, but he doesn't bring first fruits. He just brings an offering in the process of time. Abel is a rancher, he brings the firstborn, God accepts that. It's clear. Let let me say another way, it's amazing, Cain brought what he wanted, when he wanted. Do you know how many Christians give like Cain? And how many Christians don't know that God doesn't accept it? God doesn't accept your offering when you want and what you want. He has prescribed how we should give. That we bring the first into the house of God. He's prescribed it. It's right there. See, Cain brought, Cain brought what he wanted when he wanted Hey, here's the way we say it though today. Pastor, I give as I feel led. I don't understand that. That that, would be to me like saying, pastor, I love my wife when I feel led. No, the Bible tells you how to love your wife. And the Bible tells us how to bring our tithe to the Lord, to the house of the Lord. Yes, we, we give as we feel led. Actually, that's not a bad phrase because, but that's over and above the tithe. But the tithe, we return to the Lord. We bring it to the house of God. Did you know that not only did God not accept Cain's offering, but a lot of people don't realize this, God couldn't accept Cain's offering. There are some things God can't do. It's amazing how many believers don't know this, but you have to study the attributes of God. Some people say, well, God is God. God can do anything He wants. No, God can never act outside of His character. He can't because of who He is. So there are some things God can't do. I'll just give you a couple of examples. Uh, God can't change. This is called the immutability of God. God can't change. Let me tell you why He can't change very simply. He can't change because if He could change, He could get better. And He can't get better because He's best. So God can't change. Uh, Let me tell you something else God can't do. And this might shock you. God can't think the way we think. God can't think the way we think. I'll tell tell you why. Uh, This is the omniscience of God, by the way. If you will know the attribute, omniscience comes from two words, all knowledge. God knows everything. God can't think the way we think because we think to figure things out. Okay, he's not trying to figure anything out. God knows everything at the same time. Let me say it again because you could think about this for, for a long time. God knows everything at the same time. Let me say it a different way. Nothing has ever occurred to God. God has never said, you know what I just thought of? I just thought of something I've never thought of before. He's never said that. And even a moment ago when I said God can't think the way we think, you might have remembered a scripture and thought, well, the Bible talks about his thoughts. Uh Uh-huh. And it proves this doctrine. Here's what the scripture actually says. My thoughts are not your thoughts. I don't think like you think. As the heavens are above the earth, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. So, there are some things God can't do. Let me tell you one other thing. According to his attributes that God can't do, God can never be second. He can never be second. This is called his preeminence. God is higher than all. He's before all. He's above all. He's first of all. Now, please, please hear what I'm about to say. That doesn't mean God might not be first in your life. But listen, listen. Just because he might not be first in your life doesn't mean he's not first. (laughs) See, whether he's first in your life doesn't affect his preeminence. He's still first. But what you need to know is because he's first, he never accepts second. He can't. So we have to understand this. God will only be first. And when he's first, everything comes in order in our lives. I'm not saying you never have problems. I'm not saying that at all. We live in a fallen world. But I'm saying God can even bring those problems and situations into order as long as he's first, yeah. but if he's not first, everything's out of order. Yeah. Okay, so here's here's point number three. Point one: the firstborn must be sacrificed or redeemed. Point two: the first fruits must be offered. Point three: the tithe must be first. The tithe must be first. Leviticus twenty-seven thirty says, "And all the tithe of the land, whether of the seed of the land or of the fruit of the tree, is the Lord's." very similar Hebrew phrase to it belongs to God. It, it belongs to God. The tithe belongs to Him. Yes. It is holy. That, that's a word simply means set apart, set aside to the Lord. Okay. Let me give you an illustration. Uh, and it's a math illustration. Okay. So uh, half of you can tune out right now. Okay. But you you to make amen. I understand that. I understand some people are good at math. Uh, and some people aren't. I, I understand that. I share this with the Kingdom Builders Retreat. Um, my father's a mathematical genius. I'm not a genius, but, but numbers actually add up in my mind without me trying to get them to. They just, they just do. They just add up just like that in my mind. And um, uh, Debbie and I were buying something a while back, and it was $7.99. And we, we have sales tax, and uh, the sales tax, you know, is a certain percentage in certain cities. I knew what it was in that city. And uh, so she said to me, I'll have to figure the tax on the calculator because the cash register is broken. And I said, it's 66 cents. And uh, she said, excuse me, I said 66 cents. And she added up, she said, it's 66 cents. I will not say, yes, I know, but I didn't. <laughs> I just said, okay. So we got out in the car and Debbie said to me, I, I don't know how you do that. I have no clue how you do that. And I said, well, sugar, it's, it's easy. 7.99 times 8.25 is 66. And she said, huh? I don't know how you do that. <laughs> so I thought I'd try to help her, explain her, because in math you, you, you round things off and then you subtract it and you add it back in and it's just, it's just one of those things that just happens, you know, and I said, well, 799 is close to eight. Eight times eight is 64. Quarter of eight is two. 64 plus two is 66. I said, that should happen in less than a second in your mind. <laughs> she said, it doesn't. <laughs> then she said, I do know, though, how much 25% off is. I know what that means. I know what 25% off means. And I said, okay, if if, if you're buying stuff for $100, what does it mean if it's 25% off? She said it means it's a good deal. (laughs) Then she said, and 50% off means it's free course, my math mind's going crazy. I said, wait, 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 what do you mean it's free? She said, 50% off. It's the same thing as buy one, get one free. (laughs) And then she said, and 75% off, you're making money. (laughs) Which explains why she will show up sometimes with a whole bunch of packages packages and say, I saved you so much money today. (laughs) Okay. So anyway, all right, let me give you a, a math illustration about tithing, okay? All right, let's say that you own a landscape company, and I ask you to come put some plants and some trees and thing, some things in for me, and you say to me, okay, Pastor Robert, uh, this, all my materials will cost this much, Our, my labor will cost this much, my profit will be $1,000. This will be my total price. My salary for that week would be $1,000. And I say, yes, I agree to that. And then I pay for all the materials and the labor, you know, uh, separately. And then I give you, for this illustration, I give you 10 $100 bills in your hand, okay? Now, the word tithe in the Hebrew means 10%. means one-tenth, okay, 10%. So, so, this is the math part. So, some of you can tune out and you can catch back up in a minute, all right? So, if you have 10 $100 bills in your hand and the tithe is 10%, how much is the tithe? $100, right? Okay. Some of you are still like, okay, carry this. Okay. (laughs) $100, all right? Okay. Now, here's the second question I want to ask you. Which one is the tithe? Well, the first one, but okay, hold on though. How do you know which one is the first one? Listen to me very carefully. It's the first one that leaves your hand. That's the tithe. That's the one that has the blessing on In other words, if you go home and say, well, here's some for the house, here's some for the car, here's some for groceries, and here's some for God. Okay, listen to me. That's not God's part. You gave God's part to the house payment. And can I tell you something? The mortgage company does not have the power to bless your finances. Yeah, here's what people do. Okay, here, here's some for this, here's some for this, and here's some for this, and here's what's left over for God. Okay, can I, can I just say to you very nicely, he won't receive it. He doesn't receive leftovers. He says this in Malachi, right before he says, you're robbing me. He says, you bring me the blind and the lame. I'm not receiving it. Here's what he's, here's what he's really saying. I'm worthy of your best. I'm worthy of first place in your life. I'm not worthy of last place. I, so, so, you have to understand, what God is saying is, you give me the first one, the rest are blessed. The rest are blessed. 90% with God's blessing goes farther than 100% without. But you do it first. You put it, you say, God, here's your part. You do it first. Now, here's here's the the way I do it, okay? Uh, And I'm not legalistic about this. I'm not trying to make you legalistic about it. I'm not at all. I'm talking about a principle of the heart. I'm talking about in your heart. Here's what I do. I get paid on the 15th and the 30th. And it's it's, uh, uh, automatically deposited into my account. It just magically appears, you know, on the 15th and the 30th. Here's the way I tithe, on the 15th and 30th, while I'm having my quiet time that day, I go online and I send the tithe to the church. I do my bills online, I do banking online, so I just send the tithe immediately. It comes in, the first thing that goes out, it's the tithe, first time, okay? But let's just say that I have an early morning meeting, and I rush out, and I forget to do it, and I get home that, that night, and I think, oh, oh, forgot the tithe today, I got paid today. So I go online to, to give the tithe, to bring the tithe to the church. and I noticed that Debbie has been to the grocery store that day. Okay? I don't say, oh, that's great sugar, we're cursed. <laughs> you gave the tithe to Kohl's and, you know, we're, we're cursed now. No. It's not legalism with God. It's about the heart. And I'm asking you, is God first, do you tithe when you get around to it or not at all? It's very, very important. For us to put God first. And watch what happens when you do it. Now, back in Exodus 13, let me just show you two more scriptures, all right? Exodus 13, verse 14. This is talking about giving the firstborn again, remember? So it shall be when your son asks you in time to come, saying, what is this? In other words, why are you killing the firstborn, dad? That you shall say to him, by strength of hand, the Lord brought us out of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. And it came to pass when Pharaoh was stubborn about letting us go that the Lord killed all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both the firstborn of man and the firstborn of beast. Therefore, in other words, this is the reason I sacrifice to the Lord all males that open the womb, but all the firstborn of my sons I redeem. Okay. Here's what he said. Think about this back then. Little boy runs into the kitchen. And he says, mom, dad, the the sheep is is having her lamb. It's her first one. And they say, oh. And so they all get up out of the kitchen and they run out to the barn. But on the way out, the dad grabs the butcher knife. And they get out there and they're all gathered around and all the kids, everybody. And they say, oh, the miracle of life. Look how pretty the little lamb is. Oh, look, he's standing up. He's standing up. And then the dad grabs the lamb by the back legs and cuts his throat. And this little boy's watching this. And you know what he's thinking, don't you? Don't mess with dad. I don't don't know what that lamb did, but I'm never going to do that. (laughs) But then the boy grows up. And every time they have a firstborn, the dad kills it. And as he gets a little older, the boy keeps watching this, but he doesn't know why he does it. That's what God says. One day he's going to ask you about this. So now just think about this. Now the, 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 the young man, he's, he's grown up. He's starting to take a little bit of the business over. And uh, so the father comes in one day from the field and the, the, the son is sitting there and he's got some books open in front of him, some accounting books, you know. And he says, uh, Dad, um, sit down a minute, Dad, would you? Um, Dad, I've, I've been going over the books and um, uh, I was just noticing something. And uh, now, Dad, you might not even know you do this. You know, we all have blind spots, and, um, but um, I was just noticing that every time one of our animals has a, a firstborn, you, um, how shall I say this, kill it. <laughs> and um, um, uh, Dad, um, uh, you killed 74 animals last year. And, and Dad, we're, we're, we're in the ranching business, Dad. Uh, uh, th- this is cutting into our profits. And God said, when your son says this to you, you say to your son, "Um, son, I, I need to tell you something about our family that you don't know. But we weren't always in the ranching business. We didn't have any animals, son. We had none. We didn't have land. As a matter of fact, we were slaves. We were in bondage, son. But God, with a mighty hand, delivered us. Therefore, we gladly give to God the first of all of our increase. Now, listen, this was written 4,000 years ago. I had this happen to me. Years and years ago, I'm, I'm, I'm writing the checks to pay the bill. And I didn't bank online at that time. We didn't have online banking. And so I would write the tithe check first, always wrote the tithe check first, once I saw this in Scripture. And I set the tithe check over to the side, and then I was… Paying the bills now, okay, for you younger people, uh, just let you know our generation, we had little pieces of paper called checks okay <laughs> Okay. so so I'm, I had written Thai check and I settled over to the side, and now i 'm writing the other checks to pay the bills and my son comes in i, I don 't remember how old he was, but he 's old enough now to to read and write and understand numbers. He had a real good math mind like I have, and so he just he could he, he knew all of a sudden this was a large amount you know this this Thai check. And and he saw it and he said to me, "Ah, his eyes just got real big. And he said to me, Dad, why are you giving so much money to the church? And I remembered this passage. And I actually sat him in my lap and I said to him, "Uh, Son, I need to tell you something about Dad that you don't know. Daddy wasn't always a Christian. And Daddy used to be a very, very bad man. But God, with a mighty hand, delivered your daddy. Therefore, I gladly give to God, the first of all of my increase.
0: Okay, we're going to take up our offering right now. Guys, if you can just hold. Risky, maybe you could come up. The band, if you could just go and Sit down, that'd be awesome. Thanks. Appreciate your promptness. I don't want to lose the moment. Ik wil het moment niet verliezen. There's a reason why I wanted you to hear that message. Er is een reden waarom ik wilde dat jullie deze boodschap zouden horen. En, uh, it's, not, it's not because it's just about the tithe. Het is niet alleen omdat het over de tiende gaat. It's about putting Jesus first. It gaat erom dat Jezus op de eerste plek komt. So when Paul says to the Colossians,
1: zoals Paulus zegt tegen de Colossians, he is the
0: first in everything.
1: Hij is de eerste in alles.
0: I guess that's the challenge to us today: Is he really the first in Ik denk dat de uit- everything?
1: I think that the challenge for us is Is he really the first in everything?
0: And uh, what a powerful thing if we would all make the decision to say, "I'm going to put him first in my money too."
1: Wat een krachtig iets zou dat zijn wanneer we allemaal besluiten om God op de eerste plaats te so, in onze financiën.
0: position the offering at this moment in the service because as with any message you cannot just hear a message but we need to be doers of it also. Zo so,
1: heb expres ervoor gekozen om het offermoment na deze boodschap te doen omdat we natuurlijk niet alleen kunnen luisteren naar het woord zonder er actie aan te geven.
0: And I guess the older you get the more you realize what God has saved you from.
1: En ik geloof, hoe ouder je wordt, hoe meer je beseft waarvan God ons heeft gered.
0: The more De meer
1: genade, Gods genade nodig was om je leven te kunnen leven.
0: And zoals
1: ze zei, het is echt een vreugde om ons eerst aan Hem te brengen voor hetgeen wat Hij voor ons heeft. gedaan know many of
0: us do that. It's uh, it's part of our life. It's part of our way of thinking.
1: Dus dat is de manier hoe we dingen doen. Dat is hoe we het leven, hoe we erover nadenken. So we gaan ons
0: te prepareren Right now, we've got this new uh, giving card. So we ook
1: wil dat we ons zelf voorbereiden. We hebben ons nieuwe machtigingskaart. Pretty nice.
0: zien er best fun. mooi uit. The change has been driven a little bit by the change of banking regulations. And verandering SEPA.
1: is eigenlijk gedreven door um, het bankensysteem wat is veranderd.
0: Where we need to capture your IBAN number. Dus we hebben jouw IBAN nummer um, nodig. But if you don't have it on you, it is actually on your bank card. But if you don't have it on you, then just Put down your number, we still have a magic way of working out your I-Band.
1: Het staat op staat op je bankpas, maar als je die bij je hebt, schrijf dan gewoon je oude nummer op, dan kunnen we daar wel mee.
0: But I, I know many give online.
1: Maar ik weet dat een heleboel van
0: jullie online geven. Ik doe
1: het net zoals Pastor Robert. Ik geef mijn tiende online.
0: In the service when I'm giving extra offerings, I usually do it on a banking app. And so
1: the diensten dan geef banking
0: If you do that, there's a little tip box just underneath the, the uh euro dollar sign there, which you can cross.
1: And op the kaart zie je daar onder
0: the uh, euro teken. Which which says I've given online.
1: There online
0: gegeven. So you can cross that.
1: So that can And what I
0: like about that is it means that. Sometimes you don't feel like you're participating in this moment because you you did it 10 minutes ago or you're doing it now on your app or you did it yesterday online.
1: De homaker van hou is omdat je vaak niet betrokken voelt bij het moment omdat je gisteren al hebt gegeven of but 10 minuten eerder of
0: that enables we to take a card in your hand when we pray
1: and that makes that you in that moment die kaart kan nemen
0: and believe God with us that this is a corporate moment a corporate activity and dat je God kan
1: geloven dat het een gezamenlijke actie is die we hebben
0: and so what we're doing right now is, is we are reminding ourselves when we bring the tithe we bring our first and therefore our best.
1: So what we do is we herinner onszelf when we het geven van de tiende dat we ons beste deel
0: You know, I, if, I were to, if I were to visit Dion this weekend because it's his birthday. Als ik Dion dit weekend zou bezoeken omdat het zijn And I, I was to bring him a, a half a bottle of aftershave and ik zou een half fles aftershave meenemen and said i think you'd really like this because uh, i've been using it for the last 6 months and en ik zou dus nog wat over hebben i think
1: dat je dit wel zou kunnen waarderen omdat ik het al heb gebruikt and i'm a little tired of the smell
0: it's become a little familiar but i thought you might like it and ik, ik vond van de geur niet meer lekker want het was me te bekend maar ik denk dat jij het wel lekker vindt i thought this would be a great present for you en ik dacht dat dit een geweldig cadeau
1: voor je zou zijn now i could be very well meaning Ik kan het met hele goede
0: bedoeling geven. In feite, I could genuinely want to bless him. Ik kan hem echt willen zegenen. And half a bottle of aftershave could still be worth twenty five euros. Een halve fles aftershave kan nog steeds 25 euro waard zijn. But I can guarantee Dion won't be thinking any of those things. Maar ik kan je vertellen dat Dion zal er helemaal niet zo over nadenken. He's not going to be thinking, oh, Pastor Steve, he really meant well.
1: Hij he zal niet denken van positief. Hij,
0: hij is echt gewoon goed gemotiveerd. That cost him 25 euros. Het kost
1: hem 25 euro. He's gonna be thinking. Hij zal denken.
0: I won't be inviting him to my party next time. Ik zal
1: hem de volgende keer niet meer uitnodigen van right, deze. He's
0: given me his leftovers. He won't be feeling very blessed. Want hij heeft mij zijn een overblijfsel gegeven. Hij zal zich niet gezegend voelen. So just remember the aftershave. That's pretty much a summary of Pastor Robert's entire message. We, b- we bring our first and our best.
1: Zo So denk aan de after shape, dat de de samenvatting van Pastor Robert's boodschap dat we ons eerste geven, ons beste.
0: So, unless to prepare to give big generosity today. This is not about raising money or any other ulterior motive. This is literally about us staying in a zone where we live the blessed life because we're putting Jesus first.
1: En ik wil dat we ons hart voorbereiden. Het gaat hier niet om de maar het gaat hier om Omdat we in een gezegend leven blijven.
0: And the reason why this so hard, en de reden waarom het zo moeilijk is. Done it before, is als je het nooit eerder hebt. Omdat we
1: moeten worstelen met het gevoel van ik wil in controle blijven. En dat is het punt.
0: Het is niet not dat like we de cash tithe with met onze tijd or onze or intentie of iets anders. Act of service. is dat we Jezus op de eerste plaats moeten zeggen en we kunnen
1: de tiende geven niet verwisselen met het geven van ons tijd of van ge- geven van onze aandacht
0: want wat God hier wil doen is, do is sure hij wil so, zeker uh, zijn dat dit gedeelte
1: de eerste is
0: right in now. ons leven and dus laten we uh, allemaal gaan staan dus ik ben do ik heb de band nodig dus ik zal mijn mind veranderen like zoals alle goede do from van tijd tot tijd guys.
1: Zo vraag om de band naar uh, voren te komen.
0: Because we're going to sing a song and uh, you don't want me to. uh I'm
1: good when I'm miming, but. Ik ben best goed als ik mien speel, maar.
0: <laughs> but better when I've got a backing team.
1: Maar beter wanneer ik een team achter me heb staan.
0: So we're going to we're going to sing this song again. Uh This is Amazing Grace. Zo so we gaan het lied nog een keer zingen. This is Amazing Grace. And, and as we're singing the song, I want us to come forward and we've put these offering. Buckets the front. En terwijl we dit lied zingen, hebben we hier twee bakken staan. I wanted to do it this way just as a statement that we're doing this together.
1: kom dan naar voren, want ik wil het maken als een statement dat we dit samen doen.
0: As he said, we bring our tide to the house. hij zei, we brengen de tien in het huis. That's where we bring it. So why don't we do that together? Let's make it a, a positive, exciting moment. Dat is waar we we'll laten we dit een enthousiast moment laten zijn. Give God an opportunity to do something strong in the body called the church. Dat god
1: in Do something strong in your life today. Doe iets in jouw leven hier vandaag. be going, well,
0: I don't get paid until Wednesday. Misschien It's fine. It maybe God's move your heart to give a an extra offering this morning.
1: God dan je hart bewegen om een extra offer te
0: Or maybe you just tick that that online giving thing because you know on Wednesday you're going to give your tithe online. Misschien tik je teamgeven online.
1: Dat that's je a little weird. You're sort of gaat geven.
0: you're sort of participating in something you're yet to do. En dat is een beetje raar, omdat je al inspeelt op hetgeen wat je gaat doen. But that's okay. Maar dat is oké. Okay. Because it's a statement of intent. It's a statement that I'm I'm standing strong, but Jesus first. It is a statement wat je maakt. Want dat is oké. Okay, want dat is een intentie. And I'm je zegt
1: Jezus doing is. it in the
0: context of. My church, it's my home, of my
1: it's my house, and we love to
0: serve God here.
1: And we're van om God hier te dienen.
0: Fantastic, geweldig. Thanks, guys. We'll sing that song. Let's all sing it. Come when you're ready. En kom wanneer je klaar voor bent.